this point I'm like I'll just keep on winning I will not stop, who the hell are you kidding? I am just living out all these new feelings I am in need of all new beginnings All new beginnings All these new feelings <laughs> I am in need of all new beginnings That's sweet, dude Honestly, relationships, like here, I'll tell you this You're gonna learn a lot from every toxic relationship you have Oh, 100% I just, I, I got out of one, like, uh, give or take eight months ago, and definitely, definitely, definitely changed me as a person, in a good way, so. Oh, yeah, 100%, bro. I agree with that. So, yo, what I want to do, I want to, because I heard your story, you told me your story, basically yes. everything you went through at the event. I want to share that story with this podcast. I want everybody to know, basically, what you went through, because I'm sure people may have gone through something similar, or maybe not even as bad, and this just to give them hope, so. I want to basically backtrack from the beginning from, you know, young little Adam to where you are now and then go through those rough points to basically inspire people. So maybe just start off just telling everybody who you are and what you do right now. All right. So thank you very much. First off, for having me on your podcast, bro. It's a pleasure. Uh -huh. I met you like at Casey's house. I remember we had a pretty deep conversation about yeah. just uh, all of this that I'm going to be sharing with everybody that's watching right now. And yeah, I was just showing my hundred dollar bill in the back. I, I didn't, I didn't know you started. <laughs> I thought you were explaining to me what you're gonna do. <laughs> no, my bet on that. Um, it's all yeah. good, bro. So my name is Adam Sinji. For everybody that's watching and doesn't know who I am, I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there that don't know who I am just yet. Uh, we, what I do. So I'm gonna kind of give my background right now and then go to the past. So what nice. I do currently is I run a cybersecurity agency called Sinex Link. I've been doing it for two years what we do is we provide uh, IT and security services to enterprise level companies we pretty much can come in and manage your entire department from A to Z we also have a podcast called the mogul insider podcast where we interview moguls about their success story what got them to where they are and the value that they provide today and so going back now to who Adam was I guess how long do you want me to go back, man? Let's let's start from the beginning. What what were you like as a kid? What were you uh, entrepreneurial uh, kid, like athletic kid? What were you like? I don't know if I would say I was an entrepreneurial kid. I was a crazy kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, crazy in the sense is like I wanted to do everything. Like, I wanted to yeah. try. Everything was interesting to me. Like, I remember like I would just sit there sometimes and watch someone. The way they talk, the way they act, the way they walk, the way they are. It would intrigue the crap out of me. I had no idea why. It was just so interesting. So I, I wouldn't maybe maybe that I guess you can say that's kind of entrepreneurial, but I never thought of it as. I didn't even know what the hell an entrepreneur was, you know, as a kid. Yeah. You know? I saw my family, I mean, I got a couple uncles that are very entrepreneurial. Again, I didn't know what that meant. So to to me it was just uh, oh cool, they owned a business. You know, that's that was their work. It, I like to me growing up life was very simple. So I would look at things and be like, Oh, that's a job. Awesome. I didn't really think much of it. Yeah. I definitely though did love doing a thousand different things at once. Like I remember like when I was a kid, I would try out different sports. I tried playing basketball. I tried playing soccer. I tried doing more extreme sports as a young kid. I got myself injured thousands of times. I got it. Sounds just free. like me, bro. Dude, I swear it's, it's stupid. I got into free running, got into parkour. I, almost broke my back because of it. <laughs> uh, I actually, and, and it's, it, it's crazy because I've gone through so many physical energies throughout my life. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, when I was, I, 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 I was born with an issue with my intestine system. I was then also like, I almost died when I was born. And then when I was seven, I had a really intensive, uh, I guess like my leg broke really weirdly. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea until like two weeks in, like I would feel some pain, but it wasn't that like crazy. So I was like, okay, cool. And turns out my whole thing just shattered. So that was, Jeez. that was crazy. I almost lost my fingers when I was a younger kid. So that's, that also happened to me. And then at like <laughs> age of 14, give or take, I was at a camping trip and I, we were using this tree branch as a seesaw. And I flew off, landed on a rock, and this guy tripled my size, like, pondered on me and just squished me to pieces, like, crashed me to pieces, bro. Jeez. Like, my whole spinal cord went, like, cracking from top to bottom. I was paralyzed for, like, two weeks. Are you feeling uh, anything from those things now, or? Back pain still okay? exists, but that's kind of why the reason why I work out a lot is because I kind of had to, or else I would be going through a lot of pain. 
Makes like, sense. My muscle wasn't really for anybody or wasn't to show off. wasn't for myself. wasn't for anything. I just, I, I personally have to do it. To yeah. Be, like function properly. That makes sense. That would be me as a kid, bro. What, what kind of, what kind of background did you come from? Did you come from, I know you said you had a couple uncles who could be considered entrepreneurs, but like, like socioeconomic wise, if you don't mind sharing it or like what, what do your parents do? So my dad is in the same industry we are today. That's kind of where yeah. this came from. He had a thing where he was so good at showing us that money was never an issue. So like, yeah, I never as a kid really knew like the expensive stuff, but to me, like the normal way of living was cool. So like we'd go to like Target, Walmart, like I can get whatever I want there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my dad, my parents definitely never shopped at like, you know, places like Louis Vuitton or Gucci. Yeah. Never seen them do it. So but, but now I understand why. I mean, growing up, it's like he had to for the money he was making. Here's the thing, though. Growing up, I, I don't ever – I don't actually think, like, I was I, – I was I would say I was blessed. So my dad definitely, like, made a good amount, like, in the higher six-figure margin yearly. So we never really had to deal with money issues. The only time I actually, fought, like, saw him deal with money issues was, like, I think when I was, like, 13 or 14, he lost the, he lost the client. So he was always a consultant. He, yeah. He lost the client and it was like one of his main clients and like he got really heavy. But other than that, my dad never really made it seem like there was an issue. My mom was always there supporting. She, she, she always, she, she's very entrepreneurial herself. She hasn't really made a lot of money doing it, but she's always about the whole hustle. Like she had her, she was always had her own store, her own brand. She sells clothing and other things from the Middle East. And I'm also, I come from the Middle East, so I'm, I'm Syrian as my background. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I can tell you growing up is definitely parents are very hard workers like i get it kind of runs with all the middle easterns that i've met just we just work our asses off yeah i've noticed that from the people i know yeah that's something i've always seen since like day one okay okay would do you say that your dad um being in the same industry do you think he influenced your decision to be in the cyber uh, security consultant or was that something you kind of decided on your own we currently still we work together so he's uh so we started yeah, yeah, we started this company together. Huh. So, What's it like having to work with your dad then? It like, because I know some people are all for family business, like Gary V's all for family business, but I know a lot of people like to keep that separate. I like to keep it separate from family and friends. So how's that been for you? Is it less stressful to work without the family? Yes, it is. When yeah. you're on your own, you can do your thing. However, is it worth the stress? Only if you bring a middleman. So I'm actually currently hiring a leadership development coach to come in and assess the entire company and like work on how me and my dad are aligned at work. So if you do strategies like that, and if you actually are open-minded, so if your father, for example, is very open-minded in regards to understanding that, you know, sure you're his son, but also a business partner for the business to grow, you need to be aligned then I would say go for it hundred percent only because with family, there's trust. There's like, you know, you already have that built. Like who else yeah. would you go to other than your family member when things go to shit? So you definitely, I, I it, it depends on your approach. Like if you okay. guys both are open to personal development and understanding each other and working how like the best together, like Gary V and his brother, AJ, they're great. Like together. Yeah. So, <clears throat> They work fine. They trust. So he can like, Gary can like leave the office and trust that his brother has it under control because he works well with him. So it, it, it's the same thing in any partnership, like just family, just emotions get attached. As long as those emotions are aligned for the bigger vision, then you'll be better than anything else in my honest opinion. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I want to go back then to kind of going along the timeline of you. So we go, we went over a bit of you younger. What were you like in high school? High school, I got pulled out of public school in third grade. And from third grade to college, I was homeschooled. Okay, gotcha. So I didn't really have that high school experience. I, Makes sense. My high school years were pretty much just me studying in my PJs. I never really took school seriously. I mean, I figured out a way yeah. to have the system of the homeschooling program that I was in. So all the tests, everything, <laughs> I'd already have the answers for. So... I never really took school seriously at all. Me in high school is just some, again, I go back to being a hooligan. Like I was yeah. this kid that just wanted to try things but study. Like I, I would yeah. rather like, if you tell me go build an iPhone, I would do it. 
but go study, go open a book and like take a test. Heck no. Like I would never, I would have when I was younger. Did that, did that kind of character carry over when you went to college? Yes. However, now at work, I love what I do. Yeah. I've like completely dumped that side of me when it comes to studying. Cause now like, for example, I always have to keep up with the industry. I always have to do personal development. I have to read books. That's personal learning. I love that. Like I will do that any day, but until today, if you put me in a school setting, it's just not me. Makes sense. What was it like in college and having to adapt to, I guess you were homeschooled, having to adapt to going to a school with like a lot more people. What was that like, like so, socially wise? I've always been an extrovert. So I definitely wasn't that like starstruck, but I was definitely shocked. Like I was like, I kind of, I got taken away by the fact that, you know, so many people are around me. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I'm so used to being like, just me. So yeah. the difference in the culture, like perspective was, was interesting. Cause I, I, I was just down to talk to anybody. So because I was an extrovert, I wasn't really shy. So I, it's like, it's like, it's like, imagine taking a kid to a candy store. Yeah. That's how it was for me. The first couple of weeks of college, I was like, Oh my God, what's going on around here? There's like a bunch of people. I want to talk to everyone, get to know everyone. Like I, like when I left campus, bro, I was known by most of the, like the students there. There were like 15,000 students. And today, <laughs> if I return back to school, there's people that will still remember my face. So, and I got really active in the student body, but I never, I still never took my classes seriously. So like uh-huh. other activities, I would go ham in it. Yeah. You know, I became the president of my student body uh, at my college. So I was managing like 250 students. I did phenomenal in that job, Jeez. but I never really cared to school. I like, I was just like, I, I would try. The thing is in college, I did try. It's just, it wasn't, my passion wasn't there. I was like, eh, I don't really, I never believed in it. I never believed that this is going to be the reason to my success. Makes sense. What was it like then? What would you, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe wouldn't be as extroverted, whether they're going from a small school to a big school or they're already been in that kind of social setting, but they have a hard time meeting new people, building those relationships. What advice would you give to that person? I would, I would ask, I would first ask yourself, why, why is it that it's such, why is it so hard for you to put yourself out there? And yeah. whatever the answer is, completely dump it and take it step by step. So put a goal for yourself. Like, like you know what, I'm going to meet one person. And, but you have to understand walking into that like relationship, whatever it is, whether it's a friendship or anything like that, that it may go to, it may go horrible. And that's not because of you. So like once you, once you understand and appreciate the fact that people just have their own problems and that if they don't reciprocate good emotions to you or like a good vibe to you, that doesn't mean it's your fault necessarily. Cause I feel like that's why introverts are introverts because they just think the world is like, and that's just, that's, that's how I used to look at it. So I'm kind of comparing it from my aspect. Okay. That makes sense then. I think I, I've... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Like that's, that's kind of how I took myself from person i was i was introverted when i was younger i was definitely shy but like growing up i just started to realize that everyone has their own problems and this is me once i accepted that i i began to develop extroverted you know that side of me going makes sense what okay so i want to kind of go more in like depth in the timeline because go to that one event that you told me about that we're about to talk about that's what like the main podcast is about so what happened later in college that changed your life forever it was a drug overdose. So I was in college. I was doing a lot of things, but I was lost because if I were to look back today and ask myself, why was that a thing? It's because I came to realize that I wasn't doing what I truly loved to do. Like yeah, I was being mm-hmm. this other persona, which wasn't me. So I got really lost. And my solution to that was drugs. I yeah. first started smoking weed. And I remember telling myself, like, so I'm Muslim, right? So it was really against our religion to do this. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Whatever. I just want to have some fun. At this point, I was like, I, I, I used to be really bullied when I was younger. Even in college, like, I didn't get along. With, like, I got along with everyone, but I also had a lot of haters. Because, like, when you have, like, so many people that know you, most, a lot of them are going to People like, are going to hate on you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just how it is. I didn't understand that. I thought, like, like I thought that people hated just who I am as a person. So I started to like, I'm like, I'm like, what did I ever do? Cause I generally never went out there and just wanted to cause chaos. I actually cared about people and you know, yeah. but anyways, 
I got into drugs, I started smoking weed, and then March of 2016, I think was it, I took a tab of LSD, and uh, that was an interesting, crazy trip, and then I, end of that year, I, I started doing, I started rolling a lot, so, like, whoever's watching doesn't know what the hell that means, I started taking MDMA, which is Molly. Yeah. So, I, I, I took that for four days in a row when I first started, which was just stupid of me but i kept telling myself that if i wake up tomorrow and i'm feeling okay let's pop it again i was i was completely just retorted i got to a point though where i took a pill at one point i remember seeing like a black rock on the inside of it and i didn't really think of it much looking back now it was probably laced or something yeah i popped the pill and that's when everything went to hell so what happened specifically was i don't know if i wanted to detail with you did i go to detail with you in regards to the story somewhat you you more so talked about how the aftermath of it i'm not sure if you yeah. went into detail of actually what happened so what actually happened was i took the pill i was in a hotel i was chilling by a fire pit and then all of a sudden this fire i start to hallucinate so all of a sudden this fire in front of me becomes like 40 feet high and I'm like terrified of like, I, I was like, you know, cause I, I believe in hell and heaven. Right. So yeah. I started to assume that I'm dying and what I'm seeing in front of me was hell. Cause this fire became enormous. Like I don't even know what to expect. Like the fire was like probably like two, three feet high, but it went, it like ended up like shooting through the skies. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? So I start getting like a panic attack, but then I go upstairs. I try to chill and relax. And then that's when I like, I pass out. I pass out on this bed and pretty much like for the next it was literally only 15 seconds so my heart stopped for 10 seconds jeez yeah i was gone on, for, the, on the bed in the hotel yeah, or... yeah. Was, yes yes in the hotel yes and i knew this after i went to the hospital because they did a test and they realized that my heart rate was all weird and that something would have like they assumed that like the, the doctor just came and said like from my analysis it seems that your heart has like gone through like a restart or something so uh yeah it was it was like as if as if like for whatever reason my heart stopped and then some electricity pump came from i don't know from where and like woke me up it was it was a trip so and it wasn't there was nobody else in there it was just you it was a couple friends but they were so okay. gone that they didn't even realize the hell's going they, on nobody touched you no nobody no, did anything no 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 not at all so it's like you were given a second chance oh that's kind of what i'm getting into yeah so, Everything I'm about to tell you right now comes from a, excuse me, one sec. There you go. Everything I'm about to tell you right now comes from a, like, a religious standpoint. I yeah, do go for it. Like, whatever happened, happened for a reason, but it also could have been influenced by the drugs a little bit. So I see myself traveling up, like, the skies, right? And then I'm just going to tell you, like, the premise of the story. I pretty much saw hell for what's it's explained, like, you know, in our holy book. And then I also yep. kind of felt heaven for what it said, and it felt great. And then a, a big light in front of me came up and started talking to me and was like, pretty much looked at, like, I couldn't tell who it was. I didn't really, there was no human figure. It was just a really bright light with just a voice to it. And I started calling my name and was like, you know, what you've been up to is not something that's good. What you just saw would be your house in hell if you continued down this path. However, due to the fact, and we believe, so we believe a mother has a lot of power to, to her and the kind of like things that she can ask God for and pray for you because like, yeah. you know, it all comes from her. So this voice, the reason why I don't think it was the drugs was because of this. This voice tells me that because of your mother's prayers right now, currently, we're going to give you a second chance. So yes, going back to a whole second chance at life, wow. I was literally told that. And I asked, I asked this voice like why is it that this is happening why am i getting a second chance and it was and it was like the voice told me like you know because you're meant to do bigger things and this is kind of the first time i'm actually sharing this publicly wow whether that was the drug or whether that was a prayer or it was a real thing i took it really to heart yeah. and then i kind of it's crazy after all of this ended i saw myself from a third person perspective passed out on the bed so, and then I, I kind of like, I, 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 I envisioned myself running back to my body and I just woke up the first couple like minutes. I couldn't even remember my name. Have you ever seen like a movie when someone gets into another body and they're like doing this? Like, yeah, that's literally yeah. what I was doing. 
I was literally like, I was, I was so confused. I was like, what just happened? Because just 10 seconds ago, or like, it felt like hours, but like literally like just a little bit ago, I was not even here. Moral of the story is this. The biggest lesson I learned from that is the fear of dying without actually having done something that's, you know, huge for society. Like dying with no achievements. It's something what I kind of shared with you the last Yeah. Time. I put that as my phone background for like a couple months. It was a don't fear death, fear dying without any accomplishments or in, uh, impact. Yo, yo. I put that as my background after you told me that. That's awesome. That's, awesome. that's, that's my inspiration. Still, so that was my yeah. inspiration still today. Like every single day, I don't fear death. I don't fear the fact that it's going to happen. I literally faced it firsthand. And the fact that I'm sitting here next to you talking to you is already a miracle. I know, man. That's, I'm I, I, I unreal. Truly, yeah, I, I truly believe that God did give me a second chance, like 100%. And it is for yeah. that reason that I was told, which was do greater and bigger things. And that's kind of where the motivation to open the company started and where the motivation to start Mobile Insider started because I want to have an impact globally. Yeah. To me, what is an accomplishment? To me, an accomplishment is the world. Like, I, I genuinely want to have, like, I want my name to be named, like, known worldwide and yeah. for, for the greater good, so... That makes sense, man. What? So you went to the hospital after that. They told you that your heart stopped right after you got out. What was the first thing you did? I went home. I, <laughs> I remember yeah. like, I was a uh, <laughs> good question, but like, I, yeah. remember, like, I was seriously just like mentally lost. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I was very cloudy. I was foggy as hell. Yeah. So I, I was with my mom. She just finished. A friend came to at that time and to check up on me. And I was just scared. I was scared, man. I was scared. Yeah. Like straight eight months after that. And until today, I deal with some PTSD. But I was really scared. I was like, what the hell just happened to me? Like, I was so shocked. Like, I was trying to understand what I saw, what I heard. I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I just went to a hospital and that my heart stopped. That wasn't even the reason why I got scared. The reason why yeah. I was terrified is because of the event of me seeing what I saw and what I heard. I was, I was like, I was like, like, I was trying to like process it for so many weeks. So I just, yeah. I, I couldn't do anything. I literally, I dropped out of school. I, I like that specific night I went home and just chilled. But I remember I dropped out of school and I, and I just started my personal development journey. I just started reading a bunch of books, trying to make sense of what happened to me. I got really yeah. intrigued and interested in the human brain. So I started to research the effects it has on the body and the things that you can do with it and, and how you can control your brain and the kind of exercises you can do to like, you know, like gain more discipline, more motivation to always be inspired yeah. by energy. Like I went deep. And so that's, that's kind of what I did for the next eight months. What psychologically made you think to do that? Because I know a lot of people when they're scared, they just freeze up. They don't know what to do. So what made you know, like, okay, I'm going to go all in and try to develop yourself personally. What, what were you thinking at the time that made you do that instead of just freezing up? When I'm in a problem, I want to get out of it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't like to sit there. I feel like a lot of people like to sit there. Like, if I'm depressed, I'm not going to sit and stay depressed. I hate that. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, why on earth would you want to, like, be depressed? Like, that's an example, right? And, and, and hey, like, yeah. depression is a real sickness. And whoever goes through it, I, I wish them the best. And, but, but the point is, like, whatever you go through, why on earth do you want to stay there? So instantly yeah. when it starts, I accept the fact that it's happened. Like, I can't change the past. But what I try to do from then on is get myself out of it. So yeah. me getting into the whole education about the brain and how the uh, human body operates because of it and personal development was because I wanted to get out of my situation. And the only logical explanation of being able to get out of it was understanding why it's happening to me and how to control it. Yeah. So what do you think was the biggest thing that got you out of that, that depressive state? One, the belief in God. I'm yeah. Very religious I, I i i believe in my religion like 100 like my belief in god and that you know there's someone above you that that's actually looking out for you uh two, you, super super grateful about the fact that i'm alive like i i got down like so gary v talks about this they ask him like why are you so happy all the time he's like because i'm alive like he yeah. he looks he looks at the world from such a simple standpoint and that's what i started to do because i was forced to do it like i would wake up in the morning and i'll be like oh I'm alive because I'd be so scared of dying at night. Cause like to me, until yeah. today, like, at night, horrible sleep because like 
I, I used to have horrible sleep, and now I'm working on getting it better and better and better. But as I said, I still deal with PTSD. The point is, though, like, I would wake up in the morning and I'd just be happy that I'm alive. I would be content. I'd look around. My parents are still there. My, my sister's still there. My family's doing well. I became very grateful. So understanding that God has your back, that I was given a second chance for, for a better reason, and that I'm only human, I started to become super real with myself. Mm -hmm. And being super real is what allowed me to step myself out of that depressive mode, that chronic depression that I got myself into, yeah. and actually start to focus on growing. Wow. Yeah. What, what steps, like tactical things, do you think besides the happiness so was it maybe like meditation or were you writing down things you were grateful for what do yeah, you think so if you want to go into details, i definitely did meditate a lot i did write down a lot of things i started to get into things that i enjoyed doing i got a motorcycle so i started riding yeah i went skydiving because i've always wanted to do it so i started to attack yeah. bucket list things that i wanted to do I dumped all my negative friends. I started hanging out with more positive people. I only surrounded myself with positivity every single day, all day. I would listen to motivational videos every single day in my car as I'm driving. That's all I listen to. Until today, that's all I listen to. I don't listen yeah. to music. I barely listen to music. My music is podcasts, audiobooks, and motivational, inspirational videos every single day. Because to me, motivation is like taking a shower. You have to do it tomorrow, whether you like it or not, because you're going to stink. So if you're motivated today, you're not going to be motivated tomorrow. It's temporary. So I started yeah. doing stuff like that. I, I, I got into a lot of, I started working out a lot more, started hitting the gym. Just yeah. everything that was good for me, I started to do. And if, even if I didn't want to do it, I would force myself to do it. And by forcing myself, by virtue of forcing myself after doing it multiple times, I just started falling in love with everything. And all of a sudden now my depression went into now development mode and then happiness. I don't even think happiness is a real thing. I think it's, I think it's a temporary thing that happens when you accomplish something. I would call it more contentment. Yeah. So I'm being content with everything that's happening around me. That makes sense. I, I really like this because this is, you know, depression rates are higher than they've ever been. Many people are depressed or at least claim to be depressed or at least feel depressive moods all the time. So this is great because it's such an applicable topic and applicable methods for so many people out there. When, when you were feeling, uh, when you were feeling depressed, like how long did it really take for that feeling to go away? Was it, after a long buildup, it was just sudden, or did it take years of slowly just getting more content and more content, or what was it like? Interesting question, because I have a great answer for you. It took, it took eight to 10 months to leave. In that month, I would have days where I'd be so happy, and days mm -hmm. I'd be so sad and scared. Yeah. This is why I knew I was depressed, because my emotions were unstable. So depression in my honest opinion, doesn't have to mean, and this is just from my own experience, maybe other people think otherwise, but depression doesn't actually have to mean that you're actually depressed every day. It's yeah. just, you're unstable, you're depressed. So like if one day you're super sad and the next day you're like freaking on, on a dopamine high, that just means you're depressed because your body's trying to get yourself out of it. So you're so extreme on both ends. Yeah. That's you know, I was still depressed. Eight months later, it started to kind of, you know, like throughout that eight months, it started to kind of like, I would say my emotions started to stable. So now yeah. my bad days and good days started to minimize. Like I would have good days. I would have okay days. I wouldn't have horrible days. Like I would have, you know, great days, good days. Like it, it, it started, the skill started to shift. And then eight to 10 months in, crazy story actually. So as I said, I believe in God's power 100%. So yeah. I, started, I was praying. And as I was praying, I literally felt as if like this evil thing just like left my soul. And I don't even know how to explain it to you, but right after that, I felt so peaceful. So like, and ever since then, I, I, I would say I'm back to normal. Like it literally like, it like it, what, what happened was, I don't know how to explain this. What happened was the bandage started to come off slowly, 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 slowly. And then towards the end, it just ripped off. You know what I mean? No, dude, I know exactly what you mean. I was with, um, so it's my senior year right now. And I went up to a camp. Uh, just for like uh, church stuff at Hume Lake. And we have this thing for my church called cry night where everybody just talks about something they either need prayer for, or they're thankful for something they've experienced. And I kind of, I revealed a story that I've hardly ever revealed to anybody in front of about 75 people. And then a group of my friends who I've either known for maybe a only a couple months or only a day or two. 
and they're all really great, really godly people. And I revealed that story. And then after it, just all embraced me about like 10 of us and prayed over me. And it's, I felt the exact same thing that whatever negative feelings I would just wash out. It's yeah. the best feeling ever. It, yep, it is. Oh, dude, I will never forget that feeling. So the yes. whole process, it, it's a process. It takes a while. Like, yeah. don't expect, but the th that's the thing about life. Like, whether it's in business or regular life, everything you get taught as an entrepreneur is just how you should live life. Like, a business yes. takes a while to develop. So does getting out of depression and being happy. So does figuring yourself out. So does working out. Like, so the relationships, world, everything. The whole world operates on the same, like, rules. Like, there's no, no difference in anything. Yeah, business is like a good metaphor for all aspects of life in the most, at least, yeah. What, what made you get up out of bed on those days where, you know, it was maybe one of your tougher days? What would actually get you to get going, if you could? Fear of losing. Fear of losing? I understand that I'm not the only one that has this thinking, right, where yeah. I want a world-like impact i'm sure there's millions of me doing that too that are working probably 10 times harder and and even if they're not i will always think like that just because i need to operate at my maximum efficiency so if i don't if i if i don't feel like getting out of bed the the, the, fear, the fear of losing and the fear of not accomplishing anything and the fear that maybe this is going to be my last day on earth and what did i do i just slept so it's just this constant like ponder on me every single day that i have to do it however yeah. there's some days like maybe like sundays for me are like so I'm, I'm very i'm very realistic when it comes to or practical i would say when it comes to my work-life balance like sundays i don't do anything so sleep in all i want but that's just like because i plan to do that but if my plan was to wake up and hustle and i don't feel like getting out of bed that's the thought process that goes in my head wow. that's so powerful man everything you're saying is just so powerful and i feel like a lot of the people, especially I do have a younger audience, some are 20, some are teenagers. That's where they are probably the most vulnerable for this. And that's all this is just so powerful. I, I can't, I just can't wait to release this podcast, man. What advice would you give to somebody uh, who maybe was around the same age as you, or maybe a little bit younger, who is feeling that depressive state? Maybe they're feeling kind of bipolar and their emotions are up and down, or they just can't feel motivated enough to go actually do something. What tactical uh, advice would you give them? Find a friend or someone in your life that will love and care for you no matter what. So you need to be pampered a little bit in the beginning. Here's the thing. I don't understand why when people say I'm depressed, other people are like, oh, it's okay. Like, like you know, don't worry about it. And I know I might get a lot of backlash because of this, but I honestly think if someone's depressed, you shouldn't make it okay for them to be depressed. Like if you're telling okay. them okay they're mentally like registering oh okay I'm, I'm not weird i'm like no no no. that state of mind is not okay you're not yeah. weird as a person but that state of mind that you're in is definitely not okay so like if our needs that's why i go back to having a friend that's super real with you like somebody in your life that's super real because that yeah. will help like dramatically because if you can't do it on your own you have to get help like that's just it of course like, you just you have to get help you have to like if it weren't for my parents god the people that love me around me, the like the, the now like my I have like a very small by the way, I have a very small group of friends, like probably three or four that I hang yeah. out with. But they all are diehard, like to everything that we do. And they support me like no tomorrow. They love me like no tomorrow. I know for a fact they'll take a bullet for me. Yeah. Have that person in your life. Somebody that can come up to you and be like, listen, being depressed is not cool. But here's what we're gonna do to get you out of it. Yeah. It's Start to compliment you. They'll start to show you that you're actually a boss. You're a badass. You're the best. Like affirmations. That's another, that's that comes to my second thing. But someone yeah. who delivers those to you in the beginning and teaches you how to be affirmative towards yourself. That's second. Be have affirmations on a daily basis. Look yourself in the mirror. I do it till today. I look myself in the mirror and I have about twenty to twenty-five affirmations that I say. Wow. Yeah. Every single day. I'm the best. I'm gonna today. I'm gonna crush it. I can literally read the list for you if you want. But it's. A whole list of 25 affirmations and that's how I start my day so that I will feel like I'm empowered all day. So one, yeah. have a friend, have someone in your life. It doesn't have to be a friend, maybe a family member that cares about you that will do what's best for you. Literally like be real as hell with you. Like tell you when you're wrong. and don't, Be not, gentle, but don't sugarcoat it. Exactly. Right? There we go. 
You don't want someone who doesn't want to sugarcoat stuff. You need to be pampered in the beginning because you need to be out of it, but not pampered like a baby, like, oh, it's okay, it's not a noise. Well, you know, it's totally fine. No, no, no. Pampered in a sense, like, I think being super real is pampering. Like, that's when you're actually yeah. treated right. Right? So, yeah. have that. And then, second, a lot of affirmation. And then, third, surround yourself with positivity all day, every day. So, like I just said, motivational videos, inspirational things, things that inspire you, things that get your heart beating. Yeah. Maybe like activities that pump up your adrenaline, make you forget what's going on. Like, I'm not saying like, don't go drink alcohol and smoke weed because that's like, all that, all that's going to do is temporary. But like, yeah. get into activities that make you focus on something else. Like, yeah. You know? So like for me, it was motorcycle riding. It made yeah, me- for me, it's like, boxing. Exactly. There awesome. Go. There you go. So like, it teaches you like, you have to focus your strength on boxing, know how to become a great boxer. And yeah. you start liking. And so everything around you starts to become better and better and better. So exactly. those are the top three things I'd recommend. All right, then now moving from, we're talking about how people get positivity in their life. How do they cut out negativity? You just do it. Just do it? Just do it. Like, so the thing is about me, like, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to give you a step-by-step process. There's no such thing. Just There's a negative it. action. Stop talking. You know. There's mm-hmm. a negative person. I'm out. What, what, I mean, you can tell, maybe fill me in, bro. Like, what other way would you do it? I don't, I don't think there is any really any other way. Yeah. I don't think so either. What other negative, besides people, what other negative influences do you think you had at the time? Oh, good question. Besides people. I think for me it was really only that, but my mind was my biggest negative influence mm-hmm. because I'm a very deep thinker, super aware of my surroundings, very good at reading people. But that's also, that's like my biggest pro now, but it was my biggest con back then because when someone would hate on me, I would go into this deep thought and it would just cause all this negative repercussion in my head. And I, I started to believe things that's not even true. Like until today, like the podcast, like how we're getting all these guests, I can't even believe it myself. Like people hit me up on DM, they're like, dude, that's so sick. And in my head, I'm like, really? Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I don't think it's that, like, but that's the thing that just goes to show you it's great yeah. now because it's like a humbling thing. Like, I've, I've thankfully balanced it out to a point where it like humbles me, but yeah, my brain used to like depress me, like, it used to put me in this horrible state of mind. And I would, I would like to swim in that. Like, I started to enjoy being depressed. Like, I remember I used to call myself a sucker for pain, and I'm yeah. like, like, that was the, the agenda, the kind of personality. I, I built on myself. I'm like, I'm looking back now. I'm like, why the hell is that even a thing? And you just beat that for the affirmations, the yes. friends. That's yes. how you beat it. Yes. I still go through it. Here's the thing, guys. Like, I want everyone that's watching to understand that, you know, no one's perfect. Like, yeah. I promise you, just because somebody's super positive doesn't mean that they don't have negative. Like, that's natural. But yeah. the difference between someone who is positive all the time and someone who isn't, it's just that when they go into that negative state of mind, they know that's not the place to be at. And yeah. so they get themselves out of it a lot faster than other people. So for me, I've trained myself to count to a specific number and get myself out of it. So let's say if I'm starting to feel bad, right? I start to go, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. I get to 15. And then when I go from 13, I start to raise my voice. Like, it's like I go 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I'm, you're out of it. Boom. Like I, I, I literally do that to force myself outside of the perimeter that mental cognition that and so i continuously do that every single day and that's the only like that's the only reason plus obviously understanding that god has your back yeah like that's a thing that helps out a lot but i want everyone to understand that just because like you know somebody has great energy doesn't mean that they don't go through things either like everyone yeah like andy frisella mfco he like people hear him they think he's always on they think he's always this motivational dude who's you know, always at 100%, but he talks about all the depressive states he's gone through. And he yeah, still goes, man. like, has days where he just can't even get up. Yeah, but you Everybody force goes through that. You get to a point where you d- discipline needs to be so high. That yeah. Like, you know, if today, oh, I get those days. I get weeks, bro, not days. Yes. Like, so this I week. I just went through bro, that. I went through that. Yeah, all honesty. This week for me has been a little bit unproductive. And I'm like, but it doesn't mean I stop. Like, if I stop. I'm not going to become a one percenter like that. I'm not going to become a high performer like that. So that's the thing that everyone that's watching right now, you need to understand that it's not magic. It's not rocket science. It's literally like you just have to force yourself to do it. 
And the more you force yourself, the more you'll be able to do it subconsciously and naturally. But it doesn't mean that the negativity will just disappear. That's, that's yeah. a reality. That's not, that's not real life. It's not going to disappear, but you just have to try and beat it every day. It's like an everyday battle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and then I want to talk about you now, what you're doing, what steps you've taken since that to build your business and what steps you're taking in the future to build in the future. So after you went through that, you got back into the company after the personal development journey, right? What was it like in the early stages of building it after that? It was terrifying. <laughs> I felt <laughs> Thousands of times, man. The amount of stupid mistakes I've done. I look back and I laugh. I still make yeah. mistakes to this day. It, it was, it was, it was a definition of terrible. Like, like it was just everything was bad. I wasn't. I didn't know what I was doing. Had no idea what to do. I was Google searching questions like how to get a sale, how to do this. Like it was the funniest thing. Like I think Google yeah. stuff is hilarious. But I mean, like I have to learn. And yeah. just like you have that experience too, man. Like you know, in the beginning of any business. You just have to learn. But it's that mindset of understanding that this needs to change whether you like it or not. And you have to take it to the next level is what got me to where I am today. And I don't really yeah. I don't even think I'm anywhere close to where I want to be. Like if I look at my progress, I'm probably one percent through the bar. Yeah. Given like the potential you probably have, you're probably not even there, honestly. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Exactly. So I don't but but in the beginning year, it was just knowing how to align with my dad, knowing how to align with everyone else, understanding everything. Like we barely got a client somehow. And like, yeah. here's the thing though, believe in God that he has your back. That's literally how I operate every day. So sometimes, not sometimes, 99% of the time, I'm doing like a trust fall, man. Like I just jump into the abyss and just, I just have faith that God's got my back, you know? And it's worked. It's it's got us to where I am today. So how has it been? It's it's been rough. It's been a lot of failures and learning and growing and and pivoting and changing strategies and understanding what to do and how to take that and take like just a bunch of nonsense. Okay. Well, what do you think? Because you were talking about uh, all the failures you went through. What do you think was the biggest one? The just fear. 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 Yeah, fear, I think, is the biggest thing. I, I fear things all the time. I fear of failure, fear of losing, fear of not getting a client, fear, fear, fear. It was just my confidence levels were low in business. Yeah. And how do you overcome that? By doing it. Again, I go back. To simple. Again, it's just simple. There's no rocket science. Like, you just take action. Obviously, so, yeah. so my thing is, like, first, have a plan. Second, take action on that plan, whether you like it or not. Third, if you yeah. If you fail on that plan, do another plan. If you succeed, you won. Yeah. The only way to get over things, you just have to do it. Do you have anything that you would do if you're afraid? Because I know some people, I'll do something. I'll just be like, okay, three, two, one, go. I'll do that whenever I experience that fear. Is there anything you have like that? At this point, I've become very disciplined to a point where if I feel it, I can overcome it in a second. But mm -hmm. back then, like when I first started the company, it was – positive affirmations it's all good adam you got this no problem like this oh, no. like i fill my head with positive affirmations i literally visualize like a shovel of putting dirt of positive affirmations in <laughs> it's funny i know but that's literally how i think of things and and it would help me like you know get high tight high tight and then i do it before i lose that so at this point though as i said i've gone to a point thankfully enough where i can kind of just you know just just push through it immediately yeah and then on that, to that topic, what was your biggest success or biggest victory you guys have had so far? Taking the company to where it is today, that's one. I don't think that's like whatever. Not that I don't think. I definitely thought it was going to happen. It's just happening yeah. a lot faster. That's, 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 that's one. Second, the guests we're getting on the podcast, I mean, at this point now, we're like, I don't have a specific one yet, man. Because, like, as I said, yeah. my standards are very high. So uh, I don't think that the level I'm at right now is even close to the definition of success. Yeah. You know? So uh, I just want to clarify that for everybody that's watching. I'm definitely like, we're hustling, we're building, we're growing, and we have huge ambitions and goals and dreams, and we're doing very well. But is that success? Maybe someone else who hasn't started anything may look at it as like, wow, these guys are winning. But to me, yeah. to me, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere close. But Makes I would sense. say the biggest thing is just how the brand has – turned into what it is and how the company has now evolved to what it is today. Mm -hmm. 
And for those of you guys who don't know, the podcast, Mogul Insider, I'm going to leave a link down below. He's gotten people like Dan Fleischman, Brandon Hampton, like power players on there, big guys, not just not just any regular guys. These are people that actually have done real things in business, actually are building huge companies and are big influencers in the space. We're going to leave a link down there. Uh, on that topic, where can people find you on social? At Adam Tutunji. So I'm sure everyone knows how to spell Adam. My last name is T-O-T-O-U-N-J-I. It's just my full gotcha. name. I'll be the first. I mean, I'm sure I'm like the only Tutunji that's active on Instagram. So <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard to find. Yeah. And then uh, on the podcast, man, how do you connect with these higher level guys? How are you getting in touch with them? Now or when I started? Let's go both. Start off with how how it was when you just first started. 250 messages a day. <laughs> Split I would, up to 250 different people? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what I would do is I had a friend of mine. Like, so I have two, me and a friend. So my friend would give me a list of people. And sometimes I want to hit that 250. Sometimes I do 50. Sometimes I do 100. Sometimes I do 10. Sometimes I want to do any. But yeah. my goal was was 250. And I hit that a lot. But I'd have, like, a friend of mine create, like, a list of, like, a thousand people. Like, we literally had a thousand people, right? And then from Instagram, just friends of friends of people who know, who know this, who knows that, and other, other, other directions, other kind of guests. Yeah. And I would then take that and just message as much as I possibly can. I would, I would, I just created a template. Copy, paste, 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 copy, paste. Kept going at it until finally Samir Shabain. Yeah. Responded. So he's a, I don't know if you know him or not, but he's like, he's yeah, I know what you're talking about. He responded and was like, sure, let's do it. And it's so funny, by the way, because I was like, he thought I was like another podcaster. So I don't, I don't know why, but it worked out, whatever, right? So yeah. like, so the story is very interesting. And then, and then second, Josh Paylor Lim responded. So I got two interviews there. Josh then connected me with Matthew Santoro, who's another YouTuber with like a billion yeah. followers. And then I got that guy on the podcast. And then from there, I just started getting referrals on referrals on referrals. And then at this point now, it's honestly just name drop. Like, hey, I just had Dan Flation on my episode. I'd love to have you on. Exactly, yeah. Social proof, right? Yeah, it's a lot easier now. So I'm not going to lie. Like, the interviews right now. Now I'm focused on the bigger guys. So, like, a couple of key players I want to get on my podcast this year is Kobe Bryant and Kevin Ooh. Hart. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Crazy. So those are the. I want to get. What's go that? Ahead, go ahead. I want to get more like athletes too, because I, I, what I specifically saw, I saw Reggie Bush tweeting something yesterday, and it was about this one kid who got bullied, and now he, he's using his Twitter and his platform to get in touch with the kid, get in touch with the bullies, and make an impact there. So I want to get people like him on there. They're actually big players that nobody else interviews. Exactly. So I, I, now I'm more focused on bigger. So yeah. like, so like, honestly, with no cockiness, put all that aside. Thankfully, with God's help, at this stage we're at, I am confident that we can get any social media entrepreneur out there. Now it's a matter of let's go to the A players, like A list. So now I'm focused yeah. on A list, like Kobe, like worldwide, you know, like worldwide known Kobe. Yeah. I really want to get uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on my podcast. I want to. I'm throwing out names that like I have never spoken about. So whoever's watching this, like you know, see if it happens. But I know for a fact, with God's help, 2019, we're gonna have Kevin Hart and Kobe Bryant. Those are my two. Yeah. What's your after thinking that, about it? Sorry, go ahead. You finish that. Go ahead and finish. Yeah. No. After that, then we're gonna create a list of all A lists, and yeah, at that point, man, that's like that's it. Like, yeah. I'm winning. So. What steps are you taking to put that in action? <laughs> hmm, should I publicly state this? So the, the game, here's the game I play, bro. You don't have to share your secret sauce if you don't want no, to. No, 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 I don't mind, I don't mind. I just don't want to share who I'm going to be interviewing. So it's someone I'm interviewing gotcha. in a couple weeks. Here's, 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 here's the game I play. If, if I want to get to you, Right. And I yeah. know that let's say I'm not me right now. Let's say like my name is John and I know I know Adam interviewed 
got interviewed by you. So what I would do is try to either hit Adam up because let's say he has less followers or like less, uh, you know, actually I'm describing this weird. Let's say if I want to get to Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart has like a wife or somebody in his family yeah. that has like no followers. I would hit them up and interview them. So okay. there's some interviews that I've taken. I am very interested in them, but they may not fit the agenda of like, what, like, let's say like I would interview like a huge entrepreneur and then I interview somebody like Matthew Del Negro. I was super interested in him. Love his story, but he's an actor. Yeah. He's an actor. But I always have a power play behind every podcast. So you will never ever see a podcast posted for no reason. Like it's not, it's not for me, it's like I want to provide value, but I also want to grow. So it's like, yeah, I understand walking into a podcast. What are my goals out of this? What kind of questions am I asking? What's the connection I'm going to get? So the game that I just, you know, just getting to know everyone around that person until I get to that person. So like Kobe Bryant and Kevin Hart, for example, we've, that's been my goal since the day we started. Mm -hmm. And I've been working at it every single day since. And also, oh, by the way, the shark tank too for this year. Shark tank? Yeah. Which, any of the sharks or is there one in particular? Oh, we're going to have a panel. Uh, <laughs> with God's help, we're going to have a, we're going to have a panel of all of them together. So our goal is to get every single one of them interviewed separately and then put them all together in one interview. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for this. I cannot wait to see that happen. Yeah. All right, man, to wrap things up, this is a new question I want to start asking in each podcast, but you're going to be the first one. So sure. if you had one quote, I say I'm getting a tattoo and I want to get a quote tattooed and it would be one quote you'd give. Or there's like an Instagram post, like a millionaire, millionaire mentor style kind of Instagram post with you and it's one of your quotes. It's your f final words you could leave to this world right now. What would it be? One sec, I'll show it to you. I have it. Look at that. Let's see. Always take imperfect action. Yo, oh, I got the Lambo. <laughs> Always take Don't. action. Always, Always take, take action. The cure to all fear is action. And actually, a friend of mine taught me this. So if you watch this, bro, credit to you. But always take action, whether you like it or not. Because that's the only way you'll take a step forward. And I think that's really shit. So if there was be one quote, and the reason why I said imperfect, is because don't try to perfect it. Just do it. Literally don't just wait. Make the mistakes. Screw up. It's going to be fun. Enjoy the journey. That's amazing, man. I love it. So again... Link to the uh, Mogul Insider is going to be in the description. I'm going to leave a link to your Instagram there too. Adam Tatunji, follow him on. What platforms are you on, by the way? Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we also have YouTube. So YouTube is Mogul Insider. Adam underscore Tatunji for Twitter. Adam Tatunji for Instagram. Facebook is Adam Tatunji. LinkedIn, Adam Tatunji. So you can find me on any platform. Spotify, iTunes, whatever. All right, man. So go check him out. I hope to see you again, bro. I'm going to probably want to get you on another, uh, on another show. I haven't had any yeah, repeat man. guests, but there are some people I just want to get back. Let's do it, brother. I'm down. Let's do it. I appreciate right, you, man. bro. Yeah, for sure, bro. I appreciate you coming on. All right. Thank you so much, man. I yeah, think that. Sure. Thank you, man. Yeah. See ya.